This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and old podcast co-host, Moni. It's not wrong. It's, it's not. It's really not wrong. Um, hi, thank you. Reporting for duty, old person. <laughs> <laughs> Hello from the old people's club. I salute all of us. Uh, well, this is where we're at. It's 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 been a rough couple of years. <laughs> I feel we can all feel a bit old from time to time. How are you doing? Otherwise, um, I'm doing good. Well, old. Um, I'm feeling like there's just so much going on right now. Um, with and I have to take two weeks off of work, just about and. Doing two weeks worth of work before I go away is actually like really fucking awful. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, As a fellow self-employed person, I can only underscribe, undescri- subscribe to this. Yes, it's awful. It, it, it's not fun. And then while also trying to do all of the things, like the last minute things that I need to do for the wedding and... <laughs> And still trying to maintain a semblance of a social life because I apparently am incapable of saying no when somebody says, hey, would you like to go to a stitch and pitch with me tonight? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, (sighs) and that's how I am. And then I gave blood yesterday and like decided that um, I had to go to bed at seven o'clock. I'm yeah, so tired. You officially reached. You officially really 100% reached old age. I did. I did. I went to bed and I watched like four episodes of Buffy and I just dozed. I mean, <laughs> great. you stayed awake for four four episodes of Buffy. That's the most impressive thing. Impressive thing about all of this. Mm. I also made popcorn and ate it in bed. <laughs> what a life! Sometimes it was pretty great. Being an adult is amazing because you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's eat- true popcorn in bed and whatever yeah uh yeah so that's how i am how are you tired because i've been um left for my own sleeping schedule for way too long now and it's absolutely fucking horrendous and it's getting worse every day and i don't know how to get out of it it's like a weird fucking addiction and i don't like it anymore um at the same time i don't know how to stop Uh, so last yeah. night we've reached a new high with going to bed at like 2 30 during the like on a wednesday so is that a high or a low well it's a low it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like for sure feels like a low today <laughs> um <sighs> it's just this revenge procrastination thing is really like i sometimes spite really fuels my life with with the ability to stick to things but sometimes spite is like 
really really like a stab in the back and mm. this is what it feels right now it's just like this spite of this is my time and i can do whatever i want and i'm doing it even though i hate it um so so yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> spite is struggle. normally great i agree yeah. but yeah yeah but at least at least we're here now wherever here is <laughs> <sighs> but we have something that we want to talk about that we are actually kind of excited about the thing like i'm excited about it i'm quite excited also about curious, it as well mm, i, I just opinions. uh yes let's uh let's just dive right into it we yes. are geeking out but she hulk yes she hulk because there's uh, a lot to geek out about the episode the series because we, <laughs> neither of us once again has read the comics of course <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are the horrible horrible tv series comic book nerds not the actual comic book nerds mm-hmm. but fuck yeah she hulk fuck yeah she hulk um okay first of all uh we'll just we're, we're not gonna unspoiler anything in here from this point on spoilers galore if you haven't seen it what the fuck's wrong with you go change that and then come back and listen exactly um it would be too difficult to not spoiler at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's your opinion? Like, how do you like when you when you watch the first episode? What was your opinion? And let's then go from there. I think the very first episode, I was like, I had mixed feelings. Actually, I was like, it's good, but it's also like a bit different, and also, uh, and then then there's also the hair. So, like, I, ha- I have some issues, but yeah, I, but. Yes, I liked it, but I I almost thought that it was like a little bit too silly. But then I quickly got over that with like the the, the rest of the episodes. But the first one, I was just like, "Oh, really? Interesting." Mm-hmm. What I about didn't you? really, I didn't really notice that you, because we we exchanged opinions on it just short, quickly about it when we started watching it, and I didn't realize that you were kind of meh about it actually. Mm. I thought that there was like some really excellent points made early on like Mm -hmm. and I was like this is going to be really different from the other Marvel shows especially in terms of like uh, real lived experiences of women Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought that was fantastic but then I was like but it's also like kind of OTT and then I very quickly over the top like it felt like it was just a like it was a much not with like not with that stuff but with like the the fighting and and i don't know i don't know but then i got over it and then i was like actually this is fucking awesome yeah but that's like just a super honest opinion on the first episode we don't want the we don't want dishonest opinions anyway true (laughs) um yeah i watched it I think the first, I don't know if I watched the first one alone or if I watched it together with like in a bunch with two of them, but could have been the, could have, could have happened. Uh, I don't remember now, but I started to watch it and I was like, this is incredible. I love this. Um, This has the potential for me to go like right at the top of my favorite Marvel series things um, just because it had everything I kind of really enjoyed, right? It had like this humor. It had like this women's, point a few things and and it had this humor that i love from ragnarok like this is kind of and i just really really enjoyed it there are obviously also things where i was like (laughs) um but 
overall, I just really, really enjoyed it. With a couple of things where I'm like, not the best. Okay. But go ahead. Do we want to talk about the not the best things or? Yes. Okay. I'm going to start because I already brought it up a little bit. Um, so, and we talked about this in our Discord as well um, a little bit. Um, She-Hulk's transformation from Jen to She-Hulk. Jen has this really cute bob of, of like curly hair. And when she transforms into She-Hulk, it is like this luxurious blowout. And I was like... I don't I, I don't have curly hair, but I was disappointed that th- they didn't keep the curly hair with She-Hulk. And uh, somebody brought this up on our Discord who does have curly hair and just and I hope she doesn't mind, but I'm actually going to quote her. She said, the big deal is that people with curly hair are often portrayed as unwanted or different and needing it to be straightened to fit in. They could have just given She-Hulk longer curly hair. Why must the pretty curls go away? And I totally agree because, like, it annoyed me right away. I was like, oh, sure, she's got beautiful, big, straight hair. Like, woo, wouldn't, like, and I was interested to hear, like, a curly-haired woman's opinion on it because um, I felt that with not having curly hair. I was like, that. They, what a missed opportunity, especially for for um, the actress as well, whose um, name is gone from my head, but I really like her because um, I've been watching her since... Or from Black, and her name is. She's, but gone. she's also not gone. the one who is acting as She-Hulk. I think they have a stand-in person who is She-Hulk when she's She-Hulk. What? I saw an image. I <laughs> is it the shocked information? I saw an image of the actress that plays Jen Walters and the person who is I don't know standing in as her when she's She-Hulk, who is like almost twice her size let me let me look maybe i can find i'm reading it right now (laughs) but that's unrelated even if it's a different person that doesn't change the point that it that it is basically which is um should have kept the curly hair which i totally agree with i also don't necessarily in general don't think that she looks like the hair is so great as she hulk like i'm like "Eh." I also and I and I and I heard Rick say that in their chat as well that genuinely I don't necessarily think that they did the She-Hulk transformation very well. Like mm. she looks a bit weird in a weird way. Like it's the animation of it. I don't know. And I know that that and I've realized this in a lot of movies like that are going like in the past couple of years that animating people is harder than animate or it looks like it's harder than animating animals mm-hmm. and my assumption is it's different to anim- and you would think that it's like way different to animate or my- way more difficult to animal and animate animals because of like all the fur and things but i feel that always looks more realistic than when somebody animates person and i think the reason for that or at least which i'm would for me is that we see people every day like you don't see a lion walking around every day and spend every fucking day of your life with a lion so so you don't really necessarily know how realistic it is because all you see is it potentially from a picture mm-hmm. or from like some documentary or whatever but it and it's and it, it does look like it's a lower animation budget Rick says as well and I think it's true like I feel like something is giving me off vibes when I look at her it's not that I'm like oh my god this is incredible I'm like yeah <laughs> like, I don't know 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she looks worse than Hulk does himself in 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 the in the animation and i also didn't really feel it when they were in this first episode when they when hulk kind of tried to train her and tried to make sure that she's not losing her shit and whatever um is also i didn't notice it that much in those series but definitely then later on i feel like i'm like this is not this is weird somehow Mm. like this doesn't go well with the rest of the surroundings for some reason Mm -hmm. and i also uh would say that i was a little bit disappointed that she wasn't buffer like you were disappointed i was i was a little disappointed because like the hulk is is massive and like that yeah. the tran- the transition from Bruce Banner into the Hulk is like Bruce Banner is not that big of a guy but the Hulk is like gigantic like in terms of his muscles and and his yeah. like even the the width of his shoulders and like this just looked like a woman who hits the gym a lot like it yeah. didn't make me think like oh this is a Hulk except for you know she was green um and like that was kind of the only thing otherwise it, I was just like oh this is a really well like a woman who goes to the gym. Yeah. I mean, Rick is making a good point. Um, they're saying that um, they think that the point of her getting the luxurious blowout as She-Hulk was to drive home the point of Jen not being able to find acceptance or love as herself, and people were far more interested in She-Hulk. But that point doesn't come in until, like, episode three. So before that, it's just like, why does she have to be so glamorous or something? Mm. Which, yeah, I can see that. What I didn't really super massively vibe with, I think this could have been a great story somehow of, yes, Jen accepting herself as Jen more and not needing to hide behind She-Hulk. But I don't think that this kind of was actually driven home like that. I feel mm. like, yes, there were moments where where it was like, you need to accept yourself as yourself and it's kind of scary that you, or it's it's not great that you need to hide behind your alternate ego um to feel like accepted and loved but i didn't feel that this was really fully driven home to the point where she's accepting herself as herself enough mm-hmm. yeah it still which felt I, even by like, the end of it that there was a separation there yeah, that herself. she would feel like, yeah, my She-Hulk persona is amazing and I'm just this other person that is carrying her or whatever. Like, yes, there is a bit more of acknowledging that it's like having this b- best friend that's prettier than you um, while you are actually that best friend that's prettier than you at the same time. But there, it didn't feel like there was any resolution to this situation for her. She still was like quite excited that she had this... Um, that she had the ability to be that and do that, mm-hmm. which I, which I think is kind of sad because I feel like you could really do that. I mean, but we're also talking about the first season, so potentially this is not this is an issue for something longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Ton Ton says I honestly think they have the blow up because that's what she looks like in the comics. Yeah, and and I, I know that the comics are also like with with straight hair. But then basically this issue also dates back to the... And then you can pull it back to the comics as well. Like, why do they need to do it in the comics? Why can't you have curly, gorgeous curls um, in the comics too? Mm-hmm. But I also don't know how old She-Hulk is in, in its creation. So potentially this could also be a historic uh, baggage that we're carrying. I don't think the She-Hulk comics are that um, are that old, actually. Uh, well, the first one was 1980, 
And to be fair, in the early comics, like her hair was quite wavy. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah. and her hair has been all over the place in all the comics. I actually don't, sorry, Taunt, I don't actually think that's a good argument um, because <laughs> um, the comics have She Hulk's hair in all different styles. <laughs> Taunt, this is not a good argument. I'm sorry. <laughs> They have straight, they have wavy, they have curly, they have short, they have long, they have up, they have down. Um, so just like a woman would have her hair, would have her hair all different. So too does She-Hulk in the comics. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was all there. I was like, well, you know, yeah, also, no, sorry, you're it's wrong. Also, it's also, I've seen a bunch of images from comics and they were all straight in there as well or straightish enough, I would say. Um, so, yes, I, I, I would have come to the same conclusion um, had, I not, had I not actually just Googled it right now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> what do we think of the storyline otherwise? Um, the storyline was was great. Um, I mean, it was very much a comedy, um, which is a nice change to the very serious Marvel shows, um, which, yes, have comedic elements. But I feel like this was just purely a comedy. Like this was a fun show, like a sitcom, not even a sitcom, but it was it was a fun, like funny show. Um, and I, I liked that. Um, and I like that there was only kind of a, maybe a, a loose actual like plot story. Um, whereas, but like each episode was kind of standalone with its plot, like, but like with, like with what actually happened in it. But then obviously with, uh, everything with Emil Blonsky going through it, um, and like his, his role and, um, Titania's appearances and like then it, the, i mean the role is based or the the story is basically um men feeling threatened by she hulk's power because why should a woman have this kind of power mm -hmm. and how can they take it and steal it from her yeah i do i had a couple of i had a couple of issues like i had always with every episode i had a feeling that this was too short like I sometimes thought, well, how the fuck is this over already? Like, mm -hmm. and this I had this way more in this in the, with this series than I had it with any other ones, and they're all kind of around the same length. Like Loki episodes, they're also like what forty minutes, thirty minutes between something between those lines. So I always had that kind of like, why is it always? Why is this over already? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we had this. We had a couple of storylines that kind of we were walking through until the very end. And then what was this ending? Like on the one hand, I think it was hilarious. But on the other hand, I'm super not satisfied about this ending because I feel like what did I watch what eight other episodes for now? I didn't get an answer to a single one of those of those things that we've been talking throughout this, even sometimes more subtly than other times. But, but, but what 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 is this ending now? I know. Like I feel I feel like I had this, and I thought it was funny, and it was what it was was like with the screen, and then the Kevin, and then it was an AI and something. I really I really thought it was funny in it in and of itself. But this for this to be the for this to be the full ending of the season i was like what's what was that now like what i have no answer to any of the things 
and what do you want from me now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. which kind of made me a little bit disappointed, to be honest. I had similar feelings about the last episode. Like, um, I know she had been breaking the fourth wall throughout the entire series and like talking to the audience, talking to the narrator. And like, I, I did like that. Um, but the last episode with her just like disagreeing with the ending that was written and going and um, like going into the Marvel studios and seeing the writer uh, the writer's room, which to be fair, was like an entire room full of women writers, most more or less. And I was like, that's quite cool, like that they're showing that women are writing the show um, and then going to seeing uh, Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and like deciding to change the ending. And I mean, I do like it in a way because it's showing like a woman taking control of her story and taking her power back and deciding that actually yeah. this is the ending that I want to see. But it was a bit weird. Yeah, like I fully understand. I fully like I'm fully behind all of this. And just because and, and, and yes, as you say, like, why does because she's also saying it like, why does this need to be like every other one? Why can't this not be like the way I would want it to go? Right. So all of this, I think, is incredible. And I love that. But then what was it in the end? It wasn't really anything like the, mm -hmm. you, they just made a couple of people go away. And then all of a sudden it was over. Like there wasn't any, there wasn't even like, okay, then let's, this is how you want it. Let's, let's, let's follow this to the end. Like how you want your story to end. Let's follow this a bit for, for like five minutes. But that's not what it was. She just went there. She just, they changed it all up. And then all of a sudden it was over. And I'm like, so we're not getting anything more. Like we're not getting information on the Hulk King guy aside from he's not going to be Hulk King now. And, and what's with the guy that, that fucked her and like took all her information and, and what, what's what, like, what, what is with Blonsky? Is he a problem now? Is he not a problem? Like, there are so many things where I'm like, I have no answers to this right now. And even if it's like, yes, this would have been other storylines. I feel like, it would have been cool to see this transformation of how she wants it to end. It just ended all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And yes, great. It was daylight, whatever. I don't give a shit what time of day it is. Um, and all of a sudden, everybody was happy and walking away. So it just feel, felt not at all substantial in the end. Even mm -hmm. though we had like these really serious things. Well, kind of serious things during a comedy going on and we just in the end made a joke about it mm -hmm. and didn't give it enough time i feel like yeah and and, and go ahead and i feel like with with comedies and bringing home um important messages like she does like there's so much important information in it which is why all the fucking incels hate the fucking show because it's not about them and it's calling shit out and it's showing stuff that they don't want to hear right and then it's just not it's just and packing it with comedy is always so important because i think that's how people will understand it better but then i feel like it just let me down in the end mm-hmm yeah, and I was just going to read out there what, what Rick has said in chat, that the only solid threading storyline was her blood being stolen and she just voided it at the end with no explanation as to if it meant anything. And I, I think that that's my big issue with the end story, like with the ending episode is she was like, I, I don't really want to do this. Like, you know, let's just make it a happy ending. We're not actually going to conclude everything. And it's OK because I'm bonking daredevil. <laughs> I'm bonking daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Who likes me for me? <laughs> Which is great, and I love that. Absolutely great, yeah. 
And but it's also like tiny bit problem where I'm like, I don't know. I'm disappointed that it seems like the entire series uh is like boiled boils down to her just finding a man. Just like every other story. Yeah. Like every other female-led story. So Ton says, I like the ending because it would basically like, let's not have the for- formulaic ending. What does that mean? What is formulaic? Like the ending that runs by the formula. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Yes, I, I like, yes, I can like that. But I would have liked to see how you can end story threads that have been planted from the very beginning in a not formulaic way other than let's just not do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she says, let's not, let's not do this. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with not having a massive battle showdown bullshit or whatever. But like, what else was it then? Mm-hmm. Like, why have I watched? And, and it sounds like I'm way more critical than I am. I really still have really loved it. And I hope there is a second season. And then, then, then I'm, and it's really still high up in my eye. I really, really like the show list. Absolutely. And I think that it's important to be critical of the media that you yeah. really like as well. Yeah. But for me, it feels a bit like, okay, I was, I was very invested because somebody not only like in the what second season, somebody wanted to stab a needle in your arm, which is like super vile, like it's very, vi- like it's very violent. And like, it's like this cross of absolute fucking everything, consent boundaries, everything. And then in the end, we just say, doesn't matter even though all of the all the other thing in uh, everything else in the show was about how much how much how much women already like suffer and that was already unique well suffer yes suffer and have to live within what they have to live with right and this was so important throughout this entire series then and then to in the end say whatever mm-hmm. is not that big of a deal Let's just be all friends and happy and have a great dinner together and yay, yay, daredevil. Was kind of like a bit disappointing in the end. And mm-hmm. not and, and I know that you can't have like this massive glorious whatever endings. Um because you want like you you're building up on new seasons and you're building um things and stuff. So so I'm just like they can't put it all out because maybe something needs to come in the next episodes. But at the same time, eh. yeah. Um, Tom says in chat that the main story was actually her and the abomination, Emil Blonsky. And in the end, she did her job as a lawyer instead of some blood stealing plot line. And that's, I mean, that's fair that I think that that's a, a good point um, because it is about like ultimately her the, the the story is attorney at law like this is jen walter's attorney at law um and then like trying to marry her life of she hulk and the successful lawyer that she is and then like getting thrust into situations where she has to defend uh the abomination who had issues with her cousin um the hulk bruce banner and so yeah that i i think that's a really good point tom um because she did her job as a lawyer and that is i guess the nuance of the show is that all of this goes on but there's still you still have to do your job this is like a message to me i don't don't know if i see that in that story though like yes i see what you're saying but for me this i'm doing my job as a lawyer 
ended when she did her job as a lawyer and then that like well with with the abomination it don't feel like yeah they met again but that wasn't to me that wasn't lawyer meeting anymore like she got him out of prison he's doing his weird shit in this this retreat situation and yes they meet up there and she's kind of looking but this is not this is i don't know Mm -hmm. i also have thoughts about the abomination emil blonsky as a character like Obviously, before he went to prison, he was this um, very toxically masculine kind of person, man, abomination thing who did really bad, violent things. And then he went, like, being in prison, he went, like, totally the other direction where he was peaceful, he was meditating, he was, uh, he, he's gone down, like, this, this full spiritual path. Um, and so, like, yes, I understand that the point of the story there is that it's possible to uh, like to turn your back on toxic masculinity and like embrace you know peace and calm and stuff but i think that there needs to be maybe a more middle ground for men um like it doesn't have to be one or the other there can be like a nice middle ground like yeah you don't need to subscribe to toxic masculinity but you don't also don't have to do yoga every day and commune with the fairies and i say this like as a super spiritual person but like there is a middle ground um and like showing that for for men like i like i i i took that as a as a like a very like what healing from toxic masculinity is but i don't think it has to be as far as that all the time Mm. yeah did i lose you no i think i lost you I can hear not, you. Your face is not moving. <laughs> I'm moving my face. Why oh, is yeah. your face not moving? I don't know, but can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Well, then let's just carry on, because this happened to you earlier as well, and I didn't make a big deal of it. Oh, no, but I I have my, my screen also went black for a second, so this is why I'm more concerned about the situation than just not your face not moving. Okay. Um... Uh, Rick says, I suppose there's an argument that she didn't do her job. Sure, she managed to get him out and vouch for him, but her judge of character was wrong and he breaks parole and ends up back in jail. That uh, That's going to be a mark against her as a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see that. He was yeah, in prison for a long a ta- time. Maybe we need another Marvel show. Abomination is the new black to see his early years <laughs> in jail. Abomination, Abomination is the new, is the new black. black. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just I would watch that. that. That'd be so funny. I would also watch that. Um, something else that I was disappointed in, and actually, I, I, I just want to say, I think it's really funny that we're mostly talking about like what we're disappointed in, um, but we both really love the show. Um, <laughs> so, going by like social media, um, my current nemesis, and um, my current nemesis, and especially following Jamil, Jamila Jamil, who played the role of uh, Titania, Titania, um, yeah. I thought that she was going to have a much bigger and more important role and perhaps even Me be too. like the quote unquote bad guy in this. Like I thought that that was yeah. going to be the conflict was be- and and there was minor conflict I guess between Jen Walters and Titania. Titania. It's, t- it's Titania. I don't know why I keep saying Titania. Um and but I really really thought that that's who it was going to be. I think we died. Nope. Oh. I just put your screen back on somehow. Okay. You're moving again. Thanks. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, Titania. 
bad, badass evil. Yeah. I, I, I thought that there was just going to be like a lot more of conflict, but it just seemed like anytime she showed up, it was kind of, it, it was more annoying than like the big bad. Oh, and me, same. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I also was expecting, based on her social media, I was like, this is going to be incredible. She's going to be that super villain of the show. And then she was kind of <laughs> just this weird, overly comedic sidekick thingy. That was, as you say, actually a bit more annoying than anything else. I don't fucking mm-hmm. care if you if you like punch out your your veneers and shit. Yeah, it was. I, I, I was a bit disappointed in that. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I like I have so many questions about Titania as a character. Like, she is a social media influencer, right? How did she do that? Why does she have superpowers? Um, I don't know. Erin is saying, did I you hope know she that the show was maybe bigger? like the episodes? I don't understand what that means. That she's bigger in next other seasons. The oh. first episode was supposed to be the last episode. How does that work? I don't know. Isn't that when she was put to, into prison and stuff? Hmm. Like when, when, like the first episode was when, when Abomination was put into prison, right? Like out of prison. When we see him in prison, he's already been in prison. Hmm. I don't know how that would have So worked. is it just some time loop? Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> okay, enough. Um, like totally uh, tearing this apart. What did you like about it? I liked that it was clearly not written for the typical audience that is usually watching this. I'm just putting this under air quotes because it's not necessarily <laughs> true what I'm saying. The um, because it really wound up a lot of people saying how shit this is and whatever. And I'm just like, maybe this is not for you. Maybe this is for once is a show that is not for you because it was written with other, a different audience in mind. And I feel I'm that audience. I feel the show has been written for you and mm-hmm. me and for other people who, 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 who love talking about what we're talking about and who love a good, like fun get educationally kind of thingy and i feel that's what i love about it like it was the fun that i enjoy like Mm -hmm. like i do with 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 ragnarok and things so that's that's my kind of humor and i feel like she really hit this show really hit my kind of humor in a lot of points um (laughs) rick is saying but moni i'm a cis white straight male everything is supposed to be for me yes this one is not, though, maybe. <laughs> so this yeah, is really I agree. Um, I, I, I think it things. hit all of that. Um, it was it was great. I, I enjoyed all the all of that that you're saying. And I really liked the fact that it was very real about how a lot of women experience life in a city. Um like dealing with with men and catcalls and the endless array of dating um kind of shitty dudes and like trying to find one that actually likes you for you and doesn't just like bail on your date halfway through or is talking to somebody else on tinder while you're still on the date and just feeling like really disappointed with this endless stream of shitty men who apparently all belong to like a white uh toxic masculinity white weird men club yeah yeah i like that um, kind of maybe is a bit absurd. so it was very very real <laughs> yeah i think so too 
And I really, I actually mm-hmm. really think Jen Walters is adorable. <laughs> I just think she's I love so cool. her. Like, I don't, I, I like her yeah. more than I like the She-Hulk version of her. But it's just, I just, I just think she's really, I don't know, she's just really funny. She's just like sassy and everything. And I like that about her. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I like what Aaron's put in chat. It was a breath of fresh air and held a mirror up to male society. And there was a nice guy pug in the uh in the in the law office um because there are those nice men the out there and they the they yeah he the one they sent in at the end to like expose this weird. yeah mm-hmm. no, he, was, he was great and like i just loved it like i loved that whole interaction and like then the friendship between like jen and nikki like her best friend and like her paralegal and like that kind of unconditional friendship where you're gonna stand beside your friend no matter what um but also like i think encourage her to not be quite so rigid um and structured and everything and like to maybe try to do things a little bit different like i think that there was a lot of elements there of a female friendship that was Mm. that was a lot of fun and nice to see because we don't often get really in-depth shows or media representations of like a healthy female friendship yeah it's true um and also wikipedia says that uh nikki is bisexual and that she would love anyone and also she had a secret crush on mallory book who is the other lawyer in the firm mallory oh i liked how they go together again the mallory mallory or together again i liked how they kind of then made it a bit more that because they started out with women being women being competitive with each other with that Mallory woman. And then mm. they kind of, once they got to know each other, they actually stood out. They stood up for each other and defended each other. And it wasn't like this bitch fight situation kind of thing where, where um, you're trying to get the other person down. But it was way more of like, um, I'm looking out for you. I see you're in trouble and this is what we can do with it and mm-hmm. more like this let's support each other instead of tear each other down um so that i've really really enjoyed as well mm-hmm. i love it love it as well and you know the role of um mallory book the the other the other lawyer at the firm the female lawyer like she was badass like she was so cool and to see yeah. a woman like in the law room in the law room the court the courtroom <laughs> in the, the law, law room, room. <laughs> um in the courtroom like doing a fantastic job being badass being like just i don't know it was really empowering just to see women doing a kick-ass job yeah at their jobs um and also having fun because that's what the show was about is women having fun women taking back their joy women just experiencing happiness like yeah. and uh, taking back that power that that misogyny and and the patriarchy try to take away at every step of the way, and women are just like, nope, we're still awesome. Stop it! <laughs> like we're having fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I also kind of um, loved how they 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 solved that situation with that guy who can die, and then wake up again or something and then who was married to like so many people <laughs> oh yes <laughs> and then just Nikki just organized it and like it wasn't wasn't this one 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 size fits all solution where where it's about 
everybody gets money, but everybody got what they needed. Everybody got what they needed from it. Um, and it was just a really fun side story, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was great seeing like empowered women taking their own like creative solutions um, to problems that like your standard cis man won't see. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Rick also says that the entire soundtrack was all female artists as well, which was a nice touch and also slapped hard. True. It I was think very good way, music. Way more, way more thought into this being like a show for women than any other one was. Because if the writers mm-hmm. were mostly women, if the cast is like, well, mostly women, actually, women, women in the main roles, and if the soundtrack is all women, that's not an accident. No. And I think that everything in this show was intentional. Yeah, yeah. Like, intentional to empower women and to step above the patriarchy. Um, Yeah. Like, the the whole show. Also, Um, I feel the way otherwise... Because you said, yes, in the end, it's annoying that it it was all about getting a man, which was the end of it somehow. But I also feel it wasn't like that during it. It, well, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, it was, I think the main story about it was that she wanted to be loved for herself, but she, she for all, for quite a few episodes, she had no intentions of having a relationship. She just wanted to fuck, right? And like, it's same thing mm-hmm. with Daredevil. It could have been, her main intention was to, to, to get into bed with him and not do like the dating thing, which is totally fair and valid and men do it all the time, but women get like shunned for it, right? And she was just like, yeah. Yeah, let's not mm-hmm. do the thing. Let's just get into. So she was actually very deliberate and very. I do what I want to fucking do, and if I just want to bonk someone, then I want to bonk someone. I really appreciated mm-hmm. that as well, because people otherwise it's all yeah, like, I, I did too. True love and blah 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 and whatever. And even though she ended like in the end up with a man, like you say, like it was Daredevil and whatever. But I feel like mo- mainly it wasn't mainly about I want to find the love of my life. I just rather want to find someone who loves mm-hmm. me for me and. In the end, it was more about having to love herself to find someone that loves her for her. Um, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily... Her entire life... And she said it. She, she's so happy now. Even if she doesn't have a partner, she's so happy now. Um, and everything mm-hmm. is going well, but everybody else is constantly talking about have, do, you have, do you have a boyfriend or are you engaged or married or whatever? And if you're not, then that doesn't, that doesn't count. Like no other achievement in the world mm-hmm. matters aside from whether or not you have a partner or not. And she was like, actually, I have a really yeah. great job. I'm doing great. I have a great, I have fun in my life and whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that that was the, the, the role of the wedding, like um, to go and, and experience all these people that she went to high school with, college with, whatever. And, and them being like, oh, you're not married. Oh, you're, you don't have a boyfriend. Oh, you don't have children. And she's like, yeah, but I'm awesome. I'm doing great. I have a career. Like, why don't you give a shit about that? Mm-hmm. And like, it, that's also shining that light on like what we, what we think of achievements for women. Like oh, 100% because it's not, not every, every woman wants the same thing out of life. And what success looks like for you doesn't mean that that's what success looks like for me. Yeah. And we all define it differently. Yep. 100%. I will say, though, that I really love Daredevil. I really love Charlie Cox. And it was really cool to see him in the show. It was very exciting. Will I get uh, Will I get booed out of the room now when I've never watched Daredevil? You should. You, I'm not going <laughs> to boo you out of the room because it's. A, I think it's a bit more one of the nicher Marvel shows. 
Um, but th- it's it's excellent. It's very very good. Yeah. Okay. The weirdo is watching it. I see him at Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Last scene when the when dad asked about taste. kids, I was like, not everybody wants kids. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And Tom makes a good point there that devil daredevil dude the morning after walk like the walk of shame as they always call it, um, which was which was cool to see after like the one night stand which obviously didn't turn it turned into more than that but it was it was nice to see a man doing it (laughs) yeah 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 Um, no but overall i think um great really really hope they continue to do it because i'm genuinely just mm -hmm. always worried for because in this time and age time and day of streaming situations and money decisions and a lot of people like don't want to like if it's not super successful and and worth monetary it has monetary worth then people are going to um uh not gonna create more seasons of it and i really hope they're gonna do that despite or because of everything else Mm -hmm. yeah like (laughs) To spite everything else. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like to spite everything else, because fuck all of you wankers. Yeah. And also, exactly. sometimes things like, are so. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think sometimes things are so niche, but that doesn't mean, and you can't make create for the entire population. But niche things are also worthy to exist, right? So if the, if 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 everything is made if is driven by monetary decisions, then it's gonna be a problem because obviously they had a lot of like really bad press and really shit reviews because obviously all the angry little shitheads are gonna go and like review bomb it. Um mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean like that a lot of other people wouldn't thrive from having the show and would be excited about having this show. So mm-hmm. I really hope to do. I agree. More of this stuff. More She-Hulk, please. And thank you. I loved yes. it. I know we were critical, but we both loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it, we just <laughs> shat on it for like almost an hour, but we really, really liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is exactly. definitely in the top of my thingies. In the top Same. of my favorite Marvel Same. Films. Like it's, it's up there. I was saying to somebody actually quite recently, I was like, I don't actually, I, I can't, I don't have a favorite. Like, I don't have a favorite Marvel show. I, I love them all and they're all so good. And I love them all for such different reasons that there's not one that I'm like, that's my favorite. And then there's not one that I'm like, that's not my favorite. Like, I hate it. Like, I love them all. Like, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just like that much of a Marvel, like cinematic fangirl that they can do no wrong for me but yeah so far so far they haven't (laughs) i don't know i think they can do wrong for me oh but tom makes a good point agents of shield is the best you're right tom thank you (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i take it all back it's shield (laughs) yeah i mean i can definitely say that i have like a bunch that are like definitely in my top and then i will have issues ranking it really then i would need to get really critical to be able to say okay this is my favorite because of this and this and that um uh but yeah like i definitely like with the movies i feel like i do it's easy for me because i still love thor ragnarok is still my favorite marvel movie of all time um Mm -hmm. and then it's like uh um then serious wise probably also would depend on my mood (laughs) But I definitely, She-Hulk is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. 
Tone says, I think yeah. She-Hulk was just a bit of a jump from Miss Marvel, which had a tight story. That's true. It's true. It's true. I love them. What I just really love about it is that they just do, they just try so much out in the series. Like there is, there is, there's so many, every series is different and for someone else. And it's so obvious that it's not, that it's, mm -hmm. that is, they don't all create like they, they don't have this all this mold that if that everything every every series has to fit in but like they are so obviously different and made for a different kind of audience um while still being in the marvel universe and i still i think that's that's amazing love mm -hmm. it agree agree cool i think that's it right or do yeah, you have something more so. to say no i think i'm talked out i loved it it was great <laughs> bring on the next season thank you perfect <laughs> amazing um yeah so we are off for two weeks um because i have a wedding and then i'm going to england and i'm just, I'm just not going to be around um so we will see you in two weeks with another amazing episode of geek herring yes. but in the meantime you can come hang out on discord geekherring.com forward slash discord where uh we will still be chatting and doing all the shit over there in the discords. Exactly. So see you in two weeks for another amazing episode of Geek Herring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. 